Welcome to Intro to X. This podcast is out there, over there. Look behind you. You see that thing? You see that thing behind you that's creeping its hand over your shoulder? That's the podcast. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> okay, so the menu for this episode, guys, was a an actor that Tammy and I know, and, and and Brad and Chris probably know as well, which is Frederick Lane. And I was very excited oh, yes, because yes, yes. he is the awesome yellow-eyed demon out of Supernatural. <laughs> he, or otherwise known as Yed, uh, I like to call him. Uh, and he was also the agent out of Lost. So I was very excited yeah, he Marshall. was going to be in the episode, but I have no idea, obviously, who. So I thought, hmm, it's called Travellers. I think that we are going to get a Skinner episode, and it's going to go into his astral travelling past. Wow. That was briefly mentioned, that they seem to have forgotten about, ever was a thing. No, I was very disappointed. I have to admit, I got super excited right before I was like, oh, what if it's about time travelers? That would be Ooh. great. And I held to that for the solid first third of the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, it was a spider. No, it's some weird <laughs> yeah, it's alien spider. spider. I was excited because Garrett Dillahunt is in it, who's like second down from my John Piper Ferguson obsession. It's like Piper Ferguson, <laughs> Garrett Dillahunt. He's the next one down. Wow. Uh, Brad, what was on TV this week? Guys, um, Buffy is in the middle of some crazy not happening this week. Oh, no. uh, It's one of those weird times where it's like five weeks, no Buffy, maybe an episode, then another one. I don't know. But doesn't matter. I bet bet Jared never takes a break, though, Brad, does Uh, he? You can't take a break from pretending. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, so uh, let's talk about the pretender a uh, show about a guy that's so super smart he's able to pretend to have other jobs um <laughs> this was the episode silence Ooh, ooh. Jared, jared becomes a da psychologist and tries to get a traumatized five-year-old murder witness to speak out what Miss Parker and Sydney search for the identity of another subject of Dr. Rain's tests. Oh. <laughs> so, so did Dr. Rain's create Jared? Maybe. But I thought it was just because he was so super smart. So was he made super smart in a lab? It, can you can you create a pretender or Guys, guys, or, guys. Are they when born? are you when are you next having Illyrio on this? Because I had a conversation with him and it Turns out he's the guy to go to for pretender info. He's a oh massive, God. he's a massive pretender fan. We're just gonna have a whole episode where we just quiz Illyrio about the pretender. <laughs> we need to. Oh, I, I'm so intrigued. How do you like, like pretend to be a DEA psychologist and then you're trying to help a five-year traumatized child? You need training. So yeah. Very carefully. Oh, worst. <laughs> How do you pretend to be half the things that Jared pretends to be? Uh, well, you know, he's super smart. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> true. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's how you do it. Uh, the only memory I have for this episode is, ew, gross spiders. That's <laughs> pretty much it. Mm-hmm. It was <laughs> really a memory. It's just really, it's really real life, guys. It's real life. <laughs> Agreed. Mm. All right, uh, Brad, I guess that means it's time for 60-second summary. Oh, boy, guys, uh, all of our names. We're all on this list of terror, and one of us is going to have to summarize this episode. So uh, we're all on the list, and I'm going to hit the button, and we're all going to take a deep breath and hope it's not us as we go click, 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 
Yes. Oh, man. Yes. You know what? I had a long time where I didn't get it at all. And then as soon as I jumped on that grenade for Tammy <laughs> on our special Christmas episode, now it's it's ruined my winning streak. Well, not happy. Not happy, Claire, guys. I want you to think about this episode. Think about what happened, the characters, the similarities to fan fiction. Um, I just whatever you need to talk about, because I'm gonna need you to summarize as much as humanly possible in 60 seconds, close to a minute as possible, without going over or ridiculously under, because then unfortunately you would be a Christmas chump. Oh uh, no! Oh no! <laughs> That's. That would be tragic, though very possible. Um, and you will be going in three, two, one, go. Okay, guys, it's the episode Travelers, and we're in the deep past of 1990. Uh, and Mulder has, uh, has to go and find um, some old bloke, uh, uh, some old Darren McGavin bloke, who um, did a case in the 50s because this other guy has died. And as he died, he said Mulder's name. And they find out, they have flashbacks where Darren McGavin used to be a yellow-eyed demon in the 50s. And he's running around um, looking for people who have been possessed by space spiders by the government. Um and they kill people and they suck out their innards. I don't know. Uh, and then he basically created the X-Files. Oh, and then uh, there's no Scully, so that sucks. And um, and then at the end, uh, oh, and we see young uh, Mulder's uh, little, little Mulder dad. Uh, <laughs> I hope we didn't see his little Mulder dad. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh. One minute. One minute, three seconds. I was seconds. gonna say we saw his. Oh yay! I was gonna say <laughs> we saw his little molder, but then I was like, no, that sounds even worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was really hoping we would get because now they have um, uh, Chris, what's his name, as um, Spender. I was like, oh, yes. well, maybe we'll get young George turn up, and he'll be played by by the sexy young George because they can't use the actor who's Spender now. No, nah, I, th- I think that's the whole point, oh, is they're going to keep using that actor as both. Uh, You'll like this. There is a character in this who some fans think might be young cigarette smoking man anyway. Really? Okay, yeah. so uh, Chris, fun facts. Yes. Um, fun facts. I was too ill to put together fun facts, <gasps> but I sent a me- <gasps> I sent a message out to space. Whoa! Uh, and uh, was rescued with some fun facts sent direct by Robin himself. <laughs> you mean the episode space? Uh, well, funnily enough, one of the fun facts is that the director of this, William A. Graham, aka Billy Graham, is the director of both Space and EBE, and hasn't been seen Whoa. since season one. Wow! Wow! Came back just for you, Brad. There you I'll, go. I would rather um, go back to space. <laughs> <laughs> And there you go. Um, it was written by Frank Spotnitz, John Scheiben. When they were, they went to, they were at the American Film Institute in Los Angeles, and one of their tutors was a guy called Howard Dimsdale. And um, they liked him a lot. He would tell stories about the McCarthyite era. And it turns out he was uh, blacklisted and had to work in Europe and things like that. And uh, but did secretly write a couple of Hollywood screenplays under the name Arthur Dales. Oh, okay. And so they've basically, um, they've they've come up with that, and they've come up with a sort of X Filesy notion of, hey, what if the McCarthy witch hunts were 
not about communism but about something else instead Space and they just spider. use communism as a front and they and boom that's your episode done so was this episode not featuring a lot of Mulder and Scully because they were filming the movie it's um it's a complete coincidence apparently but they yeah it worked out very nicely because they needed uh, needed reshoots for both of them um uh, Mulder you'll notice um Michael David was on once for um Oh, what was it? The Unusual Suspects. Yeah. And it mentioned something you'd yep. heard on my own Doctor Who podcast about how um, David Duchovny forgot to take his wedding ring off for the past scenes. And um, oh, so now, when you see... Oh, is he wearing see... it in this one? Oh, yes, all over the place. very much so. Uh, very, oh, really think. ostentatiously so. Uh, not only that, he smokes as well in one scene. because um, he's married. See... Well, perhaps so, yeah. Perhaps his wife has driven him to fags. Uh, cigarettes and um <laughs> sorry i realize international audience not um, that's cigarettes not a homosexual lifestyle correct um and so he she keeps doing this weird, do. i don't know because of the wedding yeah, ring true. Mulder keeps doing this well Duchovny keeps doing this weird shit where he um, brushes his hair out of his face so you can see the wedding ring oh, yeah but, uh, also oh, because <sighs> but also x-files fans being what they are say, hey, but the cigarette smoking man does that all the time as well. It must mean something. So whether he does do that all the time or not, I don't know because I've never gone to look because I'm not that insane. (laughs) But I doubt it's anything Mm -hmm. more deliberate than saying, hey, fans, look, I've got a wedding ring on. Check that shit out. Not only has David Duchovny gone, hey, move the entire production to to LA for me, Mm. for T. Leone, but also, I'm going to wear my wedding ring, and I don't care. No, he, he only wears his wedding ring in the past. Correct. Yeah, but the, pre- well, are they going are they, are they to reveal that it's for a reason then? Because... I can't tell you that. But like, what I mean is, as far as I understand, it was a mistake the first time. And then I'm sure it's not like he didn't run it past people other times. Like They've, they've agreed to stick with it for future Mulder appearances in the past. Mm. Well, according to Wikipedia, and actually I had looked up the wedding ring thing too, and David Duchovny had basically said, yeah, he was just messing around, he wore it because he got married, and then he also thought it would be interesting to, like, that Mulder has this past wife that he never talks about. Mm. And I'm like, oh, David Duchovny, like, stop, like, insinuating yourself, like... You're not. Good. I, I guess <laughs> your ideas are bad. Chris Carter even told <laughs> David Duchovny that that situation creates a problem. If we ever do take a show, if we ever do a show that takes place seven years ago, you'll have to be married. Mm. <laughs> so, I'm like, yeah. yeah, I hate that. I, I hate that David Duchovny's made me side with Chris Carter. <laughs> <laughs> You're so torn, Brad. Oh. Any other little uh, fun facts we got? Um, there, there's lots of stuff, but I mean, I I'll probably just drop things in as they, okay, as they come because I, I've got a lot of info here that I haven't been able to um put into a recognisable shape. I know <laughs> I will again. No, that's not a complaint. It's it's it's, it's come from a lot. lot. Of, it's just a lot. It's come from a lot of sources to begin with, and it hasn't it hasn't had a an editing process done to it, and I've been too ill. Sorry. Oh, okay. No worries. All right, so with that, we will, um, I guess, get into the uh, episode then. <laughs> mm. So the episode starts off in 1990, which then I was like, oh, so we're not going to have Scully in this episode, are we? <laughs> nope. Yeah. Uh, It'd be great if 
they they like really tried to make Mulder look a lot younger. I don't know how, but like it like more so than he would have been then. Like they gave him the floppy him hair. Haircut or something. Well, I know, but just made him even more younger, like sucking his thumb or something. I don't know. It would have amused me. <laughs> give him one of those caps with a rotor blade on. Yeah. <laughs> give him the Frank Black. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Gee whiz. <laughs> oh, oh, I want a young Frank Black again. <laughs> so good. Okay, so anyway, uh, so in this first scene, we got the sheriff with the landlord, uh, basically trying to boot this old guy out of the house. Yeah. Um. Can I point out the eviction notice, <laughs> which like yeah. has like his name written like with marker in like big All letters. Caps. Mm. All caps. All caps. Made it's... sure he knew it was him. <laughs> like, what do you? I feel like I don't know if there's an eviction notice on the door. I think you probably know who it's for. It's for the person <laughs> inside the house. <laughs> Maybe it's so the audience, us watching, know. Oh yeah, what that's definitely what it's for. Sure. Uh, Maybe. <laughs> they bust in the house, and uh, I mean, they just unlock Cop the door. Cop pulls but, uh, his gun straight away. By the way, so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's got his gun pulled like before the guy even opens the door. America. So, <laughs> get this old chap out of his house. And it smells bad in there. Oh. Which is your first bad sign. Like, either you got a hoarder situation, you got somebody dead uh, up in there, mm-hmm. nobody's visited in a while. Oh, it's just... Yeah, it's pretty bad. But you got bad smells. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, and the <laughs> landlord goes first up the stairs, not the police officer, to look around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he finds a dead dehydrated body in the uh in the it, tub. it looks like the painting the scream that's yes it does in the face i love that the sheriff's like oh it's just an old glove you know yeah. you know how you put your gloves on a, in, in the, the bathtub bath. yeah uh, and both are completely disgusted the sheriff gets kind of taken down by mr skur but uh then there's a scuffle or a scuffle a scuffle, mm. and he ends up on top of the old man who is saying, "Mole, mole, mole." He really wants some. <laughs> he really wants some mold wine. It's the <laughs> rosebud. Yes. Rosebud. <laughs> oh, they must be Mulder. <laughs> uh, and then X Files <laughs> credits. Woo! Yeah. Okay. So At <laughs> this point, I was like super excited. Credits. Award-winning credits. I was just, oh, like, oh, this old guy, the time traveler, uh, he's met Mulder before, and now he's back here. I was really excited about these time travelers. Didn't we have a time travel episode earlier sure this season, right? Yeah, we did. Detour or whatever. Yeah. I thought for a minute, maybe, like for a millisecond, maybe the old man was Mulder, and that's why he was saying Mulder. Old oh. he was saying he was an older molder <laughs> so that's I was like ooh so you know something happened and I was, and then my second thought was wow the old age makeup is a lot better than Dodd Calm if it is and then I was like nah it's not molder it's fine yeah uh, so the next scene still 1990 we get Mulder pulling up to an apartment complex my transcript says Mulder first season hair <laughs> I love the things they put in here. It's just hilarious to me. Um, They also do ring counts, by the way. (laughs) Ring shot number one, ring shot number two. (laughs) It's a lot of fun, these guys. Um, (laughs) It kind of is. Uh, He knocks on Arthur Dale's door. Mm. 
uh, Arthur it's Fields. Fr- it's Frank Black's dad. Yes. It's Darren McGavin again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and a very recent episode to that mm-hmm. one, really. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's really weird. Yep. Like, it's also, again, it's way too close to, to Christmas to be seeing Darren McGavin in anything. Because, like, I'm just thinking Christmas story the whole time. <laughs> now, um, this has probably been mentioned many times by your old former host, but they wanted Darren McGavin for years because yes. they really like Chris Carter really liked the Night Stalker. He wanted him to play Mulder's father because of how he was kind of Mulder's spiritual father because of uh, Kolchak. And then they, they kept getting trying to get him for years to play different roles. And then all of a sudden he just went, yeah, all right then. And he said yes to this <laughs> in Millennium. And short thing no i this inf- the information i've been sent is no one really was able to confirm why he said yes this time only that he did and that he was uh, planning to make a couple more appearances in season six Ooh. and there you go and darren mcgavin and uh on the subject of a christmas story i tried to show that i show that to the wife this year because bizarrely it's almost completely anonymous in the uk yeah, almost n- almost nobody has ever heard of it, which is odd because you know we have so much stuff imported over from the US that we think we know it all. And um, <laughs> I said to Rachel, "Look, now you've seen even a slight bit of a Christmas story, you'll hear about it all over the place." And like uh, in the two days since we watched, we read all this info that features Darren McGavin um, and talk of a Christmas story, and we saw the kid who gets his tongue frozen to a pole, and then like the crowd at WWE Raw. From last Monday. Wow. So there you go. So it's it's just one of those things in the UK. The moment you the moment you know such a thing exists, you just hear about it all the time. It's completely unrelated. I just thought a uh, small small uh, factoid from my own life. I'm so <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> Darren, but Darren McGavin there. Nice. Uh, Don't so you think that Frank Briggs should have been in this part though, as the old. Like, because I just want Frank Briggs in everything. As like the guy who's like, yeah, and I was chasing him in the fifties. Yeah. Well, when I wasn't hunting liver eaters, I was. Uh... I was chasing guys. Yeah, it kind oh. of reminded me of Tombs at first mm-hmm. when we saw the dehydrated uh, guy, and then we learned, oh, these people are kind of like being eaten somehow. Like he had the foam mm-hmm. stuff around his mouth. I'm like, is this another like Tombs type situation? So, mm-hmm. so that would have been funny to see Frank Briggs. It would have been like. What he just he just hunts for all the same kind of people. Well, you guys may not realize this, but I'm an old-fashioned monster hunter. <laughs> yeah, I don't like I love to the... say anything. I just wear my floppy hat and carry on. About <laughs> I am I the... a bit of a monster hunter. <laughs> I love that one of the first things he says is talking about the um, house un-American activities, and it's like, oh, you wouldn't know about that before your time. <laughs> yeah. What? I'm I'm like younger than Mulder um, yeah. and I'm not American and I know about that and I'm sure Claire knows about that. It's one of the most famous yeah. things. Yeah. Also, Mulder's an FBI agent. Like, yeah, I feel like he should probably know that kind of shit. Yes. So it's brought up twice in this scene and in a later one about X Files just being unsolved cases and they ran out of room in the U section, oh so they went to the X section. That's oh, yeah. I don't like that. I think that's balls. That's so nonsense. And I well, I just kept. I think in my notes somewhere I put like, so did Mulder just make the X Files only be? He just picked movie? out the ones he likes. <laughs> no, I mean the idea is X for X the unknown, right? So it's the same as the X factor. That's what that X is. It's unknowable, and so they've decided to do a thing here. Like, you wouldn't file an unsolved case 
under U or X for no reason. You'd file it in the right place. Exactly. In case you might want to solve it later. All right, but let's look at these case yeah. files. We've got, uh, we've got Unger, uh, uh, Unly, uh, Unsolved. Man, this unsolved section is getting really big. Oh, boy. Just need another letter in the alphabet. I'm having a different cabinet. <laughs> like, even even if you weren't going to put it up as, um, as you know, cases that have paranormal activity in it, you might want to designate a case not unsolved, but, like, literally unsolvable. Yeah. Yeah. Based well, on what we know. Proof. In in the X-Files universe, you know, because bear in mind there's a universe where weird shit happens. Mm. Then you... If you are absolutely adamant that you cannot solve this, you know, with with current scientific methods, then you might put it in a at a different, more implausible place. Um, it's just a joke here, man. They were filed under X. I don't think of X files as being literally in the X filing cabinets. Yeah. I think of them as being a, their own completely separate thing, which they are. Yeah. Except so it's a in this stupid episode. joke. Yeah, <laughs> I, this, I guys, this episode is fan fiction. Like everything, it's this is like, hey, here's a story about Mulder finds out something his dad did with with the aliens back in the day, and in the end, he walks off into the sunset. Like this is the most <laughs> fan fiction episode of X Files ever. <laughs> like somebody's just telling a long ass story. Um, it kind of involves aliens. Mulder's just learning about things that coincidentally affect his past. It, like there's historical figures in for almost no reason. Like this <laughs> yep. is fan fiction, absolutely. Well, even more than memoirs of a cigarette smoking man, though. I think so. Yeah, yeah. This is, is there anything that features young Bill Mulder? Oh no, because there was demons as well. Sorry. Yeah, because I this is just so unnecessary. It's unnecessary and trivial, and I, it I don't know. It just feels like a shitty fan fiction story. Yeah, do we have anything that tells us, like, the... I guess it was just because, I don't know, a tribute to the writer or whatever, but the screenwriter, I guess. Yeah. But it just seems kind of, like, misplaced. Like, maybe <laughs> they wanted to make this show about this tribute to this writer, and they just happened to be writing on the X-Files at the time, so they kind of, yeah. like, shoehorned it in. Yeah. Made yeah. it fit. And also, know. it's like, a, oh, and this is the story of where the X-Files came from. It's like... It's trying to fill in unnecessary like backstory <laughs> in the way that I I think only thirteen year old kids on the internet really do. <laughs> it's like you don't need to know that someone just ran out of space in U's and started oh. putting them in X's yeah, for yeah. it to be the X. Well, for me, uh, that kind of detracts from it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> was... I prefer my idea. Yes. Yeah. What I what I do like is that Arthur Dale's. Once he shows up, it gives them a chance to write Deep Throat style dialogue. Yes. Yeah. You, don't you think they would have would they would have found nothing if nothing wasn't what they wanted to find or something like that? I don't see the connection. Maybe you're not supposed to. I was half expecting a young Deep Throat to show up in this episode at yeah. some point. Um, also, go ahead. Expecting young Deep Throat and young George. Like yeah. Both of them. I'm surprised there wasn't. And then we got. Like, you know, we got weird appearances by, like, you know, Hoover and Roy Cohn and stuff. And I was like, um, we've got them, but not That's young a really George. weird appearance by Roy Cohn. <laughs> Particularly yeah. as young George came back in it. Or George came back in, yeah. in it, you know. So now we mm. oh, yeah. I feel like he's alive. I would have thought that in the last uh, mythology episodes, I would have thought that they would have once carried that through to, you know. I don't know. It just seemed like a bit odd. 
I just feel like this should either had like a bigger revelation about Mulder's father, or like Darren McGavin should be killed for telling Mulder this in the end, or something to like. I mean, this is an episode that takes place in 1990 that tells us useless information. From and 1950? Like, it, like, it gives us <laughs> nothing. It's like, why? Why is this? I. It's yeah. not even... Cool. Why couldn't it be set in the present day, but not have Scully in it still, because Scully was hospitalized in the last episode, and she could be recovering. Yeah. What about that? And if, if you can tackle, like, 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 the Red Scare and, like, McCarthy... I, do something more with it than this. Like, it's a cover to put aliens in people's throats. Like, alright. <laughs> cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did like, uh, the only the only thing that I really liked in that scene was when Mulder shows him that his report's been censored, and there's, like, three words you can read in the yeah. whole entire report, and I'm like, yeah. why Inclu- bring that? <laughs> I mean, it's... Well, including some names. I remember reading this going, surely, like, names would be the first things you redact. Yeah. Until I re- I watched it a couple of times, and like, the point of the the remaining words is to like name these three as communist sympathisers. So okay, that doesn't seem quite as odd. But um, yeah, it is like three or four sentences on an entire page of black. Well, at the same time, uh, the U.S. torture report is 500 pages of a 6,000 page document. Yeah. So, <laughs> 5,500 pages are blacked out. Wow. Uh, so the next scene we got is uh, Mulder watching TV, and we see he's watching the videotape of the McCarthy hearings, and of course eating sunflower seeds. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and yep. at one point, was he, he sees his dad? <laughs> he didn't know. He like <laughs> sees his dad, and was like, "Oh, by the way, you know that a really horrific thing? I was I was there for that." Um, th- there's a little bit in the info here, and I thought it would be. Un- I thought it'd be unrelated, but I actually I've read it a couple of times and I quite like it. The um, George Clooney film about this, uh, Good Night and Good Luck. Mm-hmm. Um, they showed it to test audiences who complained that the guy playing um, uh, Senator McCarthy was overacting, but unfortunately, all of the McCarthy in that film was archive footage. Oh, was- <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious! <laughs> Great job, audience. <laughs> Well done. And also by this scene, which is only the second scene with Mulder in it, we are up to ring shot number three. Uh, so wow. he really want he really wants to be. Dennis Covney, put your ring away. Yeah, <laughs> put your ring back in your. I don't know where you would put that ring, but don't show it anymore. Put it somewhere Some kind where of, I can't see it. Please. Some kind of ring box, presumably. Yeah. I would hope. Yes. Uh, so. <laughs> so so the uh, next scene, uh, including starting off with ring shot number four, where Mulder's holding styrofoam cup, uh, <laughs> is Mulder talking to Dales again. And uh, I don't know if it's again or if, like, it was a the scene of the TV, like, him watching TV was supposed to be before he went to go see Arthur. No, Dales. no, he's coming back yeah, again. He's coming back again yeah, yeah, coffee yeah. to try to woo him into telling him ah. the truth. With oh, coffees, okay. which, if anyone wants to tell the truth, that's a good start. A better start would be to put a little miniature golden doodle in my arms, but we can talk about that. Oh. Whatever you need to do, I'll tell you the truth. What if it was a styrofoam cup, and when you took off the lid, a little miniature, miniature golden doodle popped its head out? I would die. It was small enough to go in a cup. It would be so adorable. I would die. His heart would explode. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Um, okay, so... Meanwhile, this is the scene where Mulder smokes. Goes full on green, ah, three sides yeah. in your chest. And it, you don't, he also you don't wears really... gigantic glasses in this episode, like the biggest nice glasses ever. It's weird, you don't even really see him smoke. It cuts back to him after Dales is talking and he, sees, puts, he just puts the thing in the ashtray. You don't see any sort of breathes out. <laughs> As he speaks, just big clouds of smoke emanate from him. That's present. <laughs> He's providing visual acting presence. Seriously. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's telling him, why did Edward Skur say my dad's name? And Dale's like, go ask your dad. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Good response. Yeah. 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 Uh, basically, they just said us. Dale says how Skur killed this man. Um, all the soft tissue, internal organs, ligature were all removed without tearing the skin. That sounds horrific. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. And the coroner wasn't able to ter- determine how. And Dales says, oh, I can tell you how. <laughs> well, what I can't tell you is why. <laughs> um, I think you can. Like, yeah, <laughs> you, you completely yeah, know. You know the full, full story, don't you? Yeah. So, I don't know why you can't say that, but okay. Unless he meant that it was unclear as to whether these things are put in there to benefit the person, or to, like, be an invasion force, or whether they leave, or whether they come back, or whether they're meant to be super soldiers, or what the hell. So then we... I still don't understand the science of these ace spiders, but we'll get to that later. No, I don't either, and they're disgusting. Also, another thing to go on the spreadsheet, uh, spider aliens. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we have... Fade into uh, the fifties. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> we we changed times. Yep, young Arthur Dales. Yep. This guy, by the way, is in Frank Spotnitz's own uh, remake of the Night Stalker. Yeah, it's the Yellow Eyed Demon. Yep. Nice. I love him. He's great. And I met him a few years ago, and he was very friendly. And he sang "Sympathy for the Devil" wow. on, gu- on guitar. He's a cool dude. So Skur starts is investigating or sorry, Dale is investigating Skur because he is on the commies. He's on the list as another commie spy. Yeah. Uh, he's trying to talk to Mrs. Skur, who she's not having it. No. They love a she's weird surname Yeah, Skur. X-Files, X-Files writers must have a, sort of a, a whole list of weird surnames to go to. Just yeah. to get together. And... I mean, I also have a list of weird names to go to. If we want to be honest, <laughs> uh, Schneck Trouble, <laughs> top. <laughs> but Skur isn't one but of Skur, them. But Skur, Skur, no, no, not Skur. You don't know. You could use a Skur. If I meet a Skur, I'll put it on the list. But <laughs> I don't think anybody's taking down Schneck Trouble. Um, like, first of all. His partner is like the douchiest of dudes. Yeah. Like, I was. I've never been so happy to see somebody murdered by a space spider. <laughs> <laughs> I still think. I don't think he's quite as douchey as the slow clap man from Catfish. Oh, he's amazing. Oh, that's. <laughs> that's a straight up champion. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. <laughs> Monster champ. Especially the videos he's posted after being on Catfish. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> All right, so sorry, back to Xbox. Uh, people watch Catfish. It's kind mm. of incredible. Um, so they try and arrest, well, not try, but they arrest uh, Skur, who's yelling, I'm a family man. And, like, uh, like his uh, um, Dale's partner, like, sticks, like, a, a, a commie ID badge in his pocket. Yes. Like, oh, look what I found here. 
<laughs> Member yes. of the Communist Party. Oh, great job. Yeah, this is Garrett Dillahunt they take away. Um, he's It's weird, because he's not really that great an actor, but I really like him anyway. And he plays three distinct roles in uh, Terminator the Sarah Connor Chronicles. <laughs> all of which are great Ooh. and awkward. Nice. Sorry to blow someone else's intro <laughs> cast. Shh. Sorry. So the next thing is we have the bartender who's talking to Dales and he is not... Uh, Dale, Dales is like... I don't know. He's so depressed. Yeah. He's such a 50s, like, this is such a 50s bar scene, like, yeah. I can't even handle it. Yeah. He's not particularly happy about it, uh, um, uh, pretending people are communists and arresting them. No, I mean, you, yeah, that would get you down if you be. really suspected it wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. Like, well, you know, even if you thought that being a communist was something you should be arrested for, even if that happened, you probably still wouldn't want to be arresting people you figured probably weren't that. It's like bartender. You guys uh, still busting reds? <laughs> it's just well, such a. I don't know. It's like they yeah. they really were forcing <laughs> that this is the fifties. Like, Seriously. I <laughs> Luckily, booze exists. Okay. Yes. Is that? Well, the club called the Hoot Owl, which is weird, but the, the, apparently the real bar is called the Meat Market, which is somehow <laughs> weirder. <laughs> oh. I like that this is a, the Hoot Owl bar because we have the next uh, mm. Millennium episode is Owls. Mm. Ah. Uh, so yes, <laughs> yes, we do. Let's hurry and get there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, let's move it along. All right, so Michaels calls Dales and uh, basically telling him that Skur killed himself. He, commits, he hung himself in the cell. So Dales is going to go. He's gonna, he wants to go and like apologize to the wife. Like, sorry, your husband's dead for... But sorry. <laughs> After he goes back to the bar, gets another drink, and then oh, continues yeah. drinking in front of the house. <laughs> Yeesh. And uh, he's sitting there uh, trying to get the courage to talk to this wife. And uh, who should pop up? But Skr. Can you just like... Real, I, like why is he just like waltzing to, to his home? <laughs> I feel like I don't know. Yeah, you would think he'd be more, more careful. Yeah, I don't know. A hood, maybe. I don't know anything. Uh, maybe a more of a a a, a, a hat uh, in your face a little bit. <laughs> Something. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then uh, Dale's runs after him and pushes him. He turns on Dale's and he pushes him to the ground. And then uh, I'm sorry, no. He pushes him into um, eight conveniently placed traps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it turns it into goes. the hidden. Oh, it oh. does turn into the hidden. And then we start seeing tentacles come out of Skur's mouth. And... Yep, just like in the hidden. Oh, gross. And then the neighbor calls out, Hey, who's down there? What <laughs> you doing there, you kids? Exactly. Don't know what voice that was. Sorry, brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously the neighbors. Obviously. Yes, well, yes. <laughs> um... The next scene, we're back at the FBI headquarters, and uh, what is this? Oh, there's the Justice Department. Dale's is speaking, basically doing a little voiceover here as well. As well. Yeah, and they're, they're like, "Hey, uh, listen, uh, Skur's dead. Here's the photos. So maybe you want to change that report about seeing Skur last night when you were out boozing." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a. Also, in this bit, Michael calls uh, Dales Marty. And I was like, that's really weird. Like, I even checked the subtitles because I've never heard Arthur short shortened to Marty. I don't, is that a thing? Absolutely. I thought Arty. they would have called him Arty. Ar 
Artie. No, in the subtitles it's Marty. Oh, in the transcript it says Artie. Yeah. I don't know. Well, they got the subtitles wrong. Is it Artie? That's just Is it Marty? We may never decide. Oh. There was just a lot of drinking going on. That's all I'm. I'm sure there's at least twelve <laughs> internet theories about our Artie. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so Dales gets a phone call that the Justice Department wants to speak to him. Mm. Oh. Oh, so the next scene. Now we get uh, Roy Cohn. Yeah, we get Roy Cohn. I, yeah. I gotta say, like, I'm glad they didn't try to, like, make him, like, a good guy. Because, like, if no. they had done that, I would, like, I would have to burn this episode to the ground. Yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah. you know, they love to play the thing, oh, we, yeah. you think this happened historically? But really, they were they were fighting the good fight against aliens. And, like, I'm so glad that's not what happened. No, um, yeah. He's not a good guy. Cone's <laughs> little assistant guy here who hangs up, who leans on the filing cabinets at the back is the guy that some people think is super young smoking man before he Ooh. started smoking. Little baby smoking man. It's based almost entirely on him, uh, on William B. Davis in the pilot episode, also leaning on some filing cabinets while uh, Blevins interviews Scully. Wow. It's it's basically that. But if it's him, he's basically junior cub reporter smoking man. Seriously. George <laughs> Kanserman as is the full, <laughs> the full ver- <laughs> version of the name that we have for a while. So anyone Maybe thinking George of him as George Spender. George Spender, if you want. Played George by Jimmy Spender. Nail. <laughs> oh god, no. Uh, yeah, so Cohen is, I guess, kind of threatening Dale's. He's a yeah. weird old fucker, though, isn't he? Yes, he is. He's apparently really... the real guy. Also, quite weird. But... Oh, definitely. Oh, like the he's wor- a despicable human being. Yeah. If there was ever a guy that deserved his painful death of AIDS, it's Roy yep. Cohn. Yeah. Pretty much. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I agree a thousand percent. No, no, no. I've got. I've no opinion. I just, I just like the vehemence of such a statement. Yeah, he's kind of the worst. Kind of the worst. Nice. Um, so Cohn wants him to take out, also to take out the reference of Edward Skrr and his report. You're just supposed to follow orders, is what he tells yeah. him. So um, then we get, <laughs> we get to meet Dorothy. Oh, She's boy. a clerk. She's very helpful. I kind of like. <laughs> I kind of wa- wish she would have stuck around more the episode. Yeah. You know when I looked at the when I was she looking, sounds fun. <laughs> when I was looking at Wikipedia and they were talking about um this being the invention of the X Files and they was like oh we find out that uh, uh Dale's created the X Files so I was like no he didn't she did exactly yeah. you did you sexist Wikipedia writers <laughs> I agree entirely. <laughs> the thing is uh, whether you think this is successful or not when watching it I do think it'd be nice to have a fifties. X-Files spin-off, like a, a much less pretentious yeah, yeah. one, uh, which this is. Dot and Dale. I like it, and with her, yeah, she's if she's going to be your Scully, he's going to be your Mulder, kind of, that's kind of fine, I like it. Yeah, that would be fun, and also you don't have cell phones, so you don't have that thing to worry about. Yeah. You can do a lot in the 50s with yeah. wacky monsters. I mean, I know, I know I'm skipping ahead in a Claire style, but there's a bit where Cone shows up again and picks picks Dale's up in a car and he's just like get in <laughs> it's like he's he's threatening enough without delivering reams of flowery language about how he might be threatening or not he's just a bad guy it's that's so, fine yeah. I'm I like so, how uh, clear cut it is I'm so glad that Chris Carter didn't get his hands on this episode because can you imagine the dialogue 
<laughs> this would be so painful. Yeah. So the next scene, we're in Chevy Chase, Maryland. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that made oh, me do forget a that. take. Oh, yeah. forget that's not actually his okay. name. <laughs> I forget it's I a place. I honestly didn't know Chevy Chase was a place. I didn't mm. I didn't realize yeah. it was a place. I was like, what? Yeah, because I I didn't, well, obviously, watching it on Netflix, I didn't see where we were at until Michael says homicide call uh, call came in from Chevy Chase PD. And I was like, (laughs) from where? Where did it come in? Oh, you got it from Detective Fletch. (laughs) Chevy Chase's real name is Cornelius. Cornelius Crane Chase. Yep, I changed it as well. Uh, uh, It's a bit new money. Mm. Cornelius Crane Chase, you know. Well, in my trailer, hmm. Is that of the Chevy Chase Chases? Yes, it is. Etc. So we go into this house and they smell the... There's like a hospital smell in there, maybe formaldehyde. Mm. Um, They know this guy's well-connected to... Oh, you get get to hear Lily Marlene. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. This this is behind the scenes twattery in this. The um the record label that's going around is ETAP Records. Uh I've forgotten his full name, I think it's uh Jimmy, but one of the um set designers is a guy called Pate. So Pate backwards ETAP. You'll have seen that before in is it in Rohe? The old the out of date um oh, developing yeah, Pate yeah, yeah. is ETAP. Yeah. But also apparently the singer of this is Paula Rabwini, uh, aka Paul Rabwin. The guy who once went into a microphone. <laughs> like the alien probe noise. Famous for an alien probe noise. <laughs> mm. um, so while they're in the house looking around, two officers come in um, and kind of try to arrest them real quick. Like, Which yeah. I guess makes sense because they don't know that they're FBI right away. And yep, absolutely. They're just kind of like uh, in this house. Yeah, so... Mm-hmm. This I've got no problem with. What I have got a problem with is Dale's reaching out and picking up a card that says, Come Alone, or something like that. Yeah. With, in full view of these people, and knowing yep. it's meant for him... Yeah. Like, that's weird. Yeah. I Even weirder, uh, so... Um, Mulder... Uh, Pops Mulder knows what what happened did he send a guy... How did he set this up and then leave this and then call... I have no idea. Like, what's the timetable on this? No clue. You know why? Genie! Mm-hmm. It's a family it's, genie. Yes, oh it crosses. Cross oh, well, his... genies are very old. You inherit them. It's genetic. <laughs> it's a genetic genie. <laughs> that is genie. Yeah. Uh, the one in Aladdin was at least 10,000 years old. True. All right, so uh, the next scene is with Bill Mulder. He's in the bar talking to Dales. Um... When I was on for um, in, uh, Musings of a Cigarette Smoking Man, during Millennium, I had cause to mention a guy who wrestles under the name of Dean Ambrose because one of the guys looked at it, looked a bit like Dean Ambrose. And when I looked at the tags, I saw this name Dean Aylesworth. And I thought, how do you hear Dean Ambrose and write Aylesworth? No, this guy is Dean Aylesworth, the young Bill Mulder. And so I felt really stupid. That is all. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was... <laughs> Okay. I'm really boring today. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, just don't bear with me. That was just a lot of info all at once, Chris, for me at least. <laughs> was I was just trying to piece it together in my mind of what happened. There's like a string connecting one thing here, and I see where they're on my board. <laughs> exactly. Like that. Like, okay, I think I, I think I got this. I think I got it. 
Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, Bill Mulder, he's looking super creepy in the shadows, by the way. He looks yeah. super creepy. I think he's trying to channel David Duchovny. Aww. <laughs> I think so. He's trying to do la- la- the lazy eyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so he said he tried to save the man, but it was too late, and he'll kill him, too. Um, and then we got Michael looking for Myrtle the cat. Oh, um, this guy's so cute. Oh, Myrtle. Clumsy. Myrtle. Oh, I, want, I want it. Get bed, cat. Um, and Dale's is thinking it's some kind of commu- communist plot, which makes sense why he would think that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and Bill Boulder's like, no, he's a, uh, all these men are patriots. They were veterans. Uh, Skr, Gissing, and Oberman. And Gissing and Oberman are already dead, but Skr's still around. And he's like, kind of, I just kind of wish he would have just come out and been like, look, the government put these spider things in their Space spiders. These space spiders in their neck. Uh, Yeah. But this is what I don't get, okay? So when they, I know I'm skipping ahead, I don't care. But when they look at the the dead guy Mm. with the space spider, they... There's su- there's um, sutures in his esophagus, so whatever it is, they've sewn it inside. Yep. So why, how, like, because when we see him kill Michaels, I think it is, the the thing, the spider comes all the way out and leaves him. So why you have to so, what, you have to like open him up, put a little egg inside, and well, then wait for it to hatch. Why it's wouldn't he puke up the spider? And then kill like, it and run away. He's free of the spider. Because the spider. So has ha- to go or home. has it turned him into like a, a symbiote or something? Where that's what they're trying to say. I don't, I don't say. get it. Yeah, that's exactly don't what I thought. It's just it. dumb. And so the spider kills Michaels, and then because it, it's it, it's free of him, so the person who's got the little space spider in them doesn't actually eat the person. The space spider does. Exactly. And, like, sucks all the stuff out. Then goes back down the guy's throat because yep. if he's got a little space spider in his throat then how can he talk and eat and stuff i don't get yeah, it i don't i this is i, I think the spider looks dumb and like i this if there was a creepy thing like if this was like black oil or something in him oh this would that would bump this episode up times a thousand yeah but um, like in the spider is so dumb in the info the it there's a tiny bit that refers to like the 50s looking creature so I can only think they've deliberately made it look like a monster from a 1950s sci-fi movie. Yeah, that's why I have that. It looks like a like a B movie, like an well, old school B movie. Yeah, uh, I wish you a little bit more fun with the episode overall. No, Weirdly, no, I maybe. I think that's a point where you would diverge from it because you wouldn't necessarily make it look naff. I would make it look something like just completely outrageous, completely yeah. unlike anything they would have dreamed of having in sci-fi at the time. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, that's just me. Yeah. They're they're clearly after it being a weird bit of a fun episode where people are, you know, killed and had all their soft tissue sucked up. Yeah. Ugh. That's fun. So, um, he's asking, I guess Dale's trying to figure out, like, <laughs> because Bill Mulder's so sketchy about what he's trying to say, maybe not say. So Dale's is trying to, like, figure out, he's like, what are you telling me? Are you telling that, me that Mr. Cohn and Senator McCarthy are involved in this? Like, what are you trying to say? And he's like, oh, Skr just wants vengeance on him. He's a killer now. Stop speaking, um, Rufus. Just tell me what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, 
Dale tries to call Michael, but it's too late. Oh no! Oh, Myrtle the cat. Oh, Klondike fiber one three three. Anyway, classy. <laughs> God, I, lo- I love old timey telephone numbers. I know. I know. <laughs> so great. But how many? Cl- give me clock Klondike fourteen fourteen three. Like, <laughs> what? What? Is how many? Cl- I don't even how know many Klondikes works. were there in the U.S. at the time? <laughs> Whenever you need a five five five, Klondike five something. I I don't yeah I've never researched I should because I'm so interested oh, is, by it's like K- how they it's for, uh, yeah well, no Klo- I, five is KL five so it's just your five, correct five, but five. I just am like how did they decide like the random mix of I guess how do you decide now yeah the random mix of numbers you get for your phone number it's it's the same thing it's great this is so crazy to me okay so uh, yeah so we're in the coroner's office and uh, I kind of like the coroner he's such like a nerdy little guy. He looks like he yeah. should be an investigation discovery show somewhere as like some kind of killer, like a creepy killer or something. He reminded me as a of, a, of um, he reminded me of the Riddler out of Gotham. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he kind of did. Um, so yeah, so when we're in there, uh, the coroner basically says that the the morgue needs to, uh, or the man's at the morgue and they need to do the autopsy. Ugh. And yeah. what is it? Oh, and then Cone shows up, right? when he's with the I, coroner. I think, um, yeah. Yeah, because he's not, he's, they're not doing the autopsy yet. They're just, ta- the coroner's talking to him in the thing, yeah, and then shows up. Yeah, he's trying to convince him to do the autopsy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, so, uh, yeah, his partner gets killed. I think we skipped over him. Oh, I said, oh, I said his partner. Oh, right? his partner gets killed, and then the, <laughs> yeah. next day, the next day they're going to investigate it, and yeah, and then Cohen comes. Yeah. In. All right. I just didn't want to talk anymore about the spy. No, no, so I was I just, just like, corner, I, I was like, how did we get to the coroner's office? <laughs> But no, we, we didn't go to the coroner's office. No, he's just talking right. to the coroner. <laughs> All right, I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> um, yes, and then Cone shows up. And yeah, he's just as nasty as before. And basically tells him, oh, you want to be on the list? Oh, I'm not a communist. You say you are if I say you are. Yep. Yeah. Look, look, Cone, yeah. we've seen the episode The List, and it wasn't very good. So no, I do not want to be on the list. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so and Dale's is sad about his partner dying he says when your partner dies so you dies with him although his partner was such a dick yeah I, I wouldn't worry about it that's not yeah. a major loss yeah you, you're doing okay but and you get a free cat <laughs> upgrade <laughs> I'd rather have the spider Oh, <laughs> Myrtle cat detective yay <laughs> Dale's and Myrtle Oh. <laughs> That is a good name for a show. Uh, no chicken spender, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, chicken spends is the best. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, so Dale definitely wants to find out who killed uh, Michaels and what's going on with Skr. And he wants all the information. Right. Cool. Uh, so he goes back and talks to Dorothy, who is, uh, I guess she's the one. This is where we get the whole X-Files yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So I file dumb. them under X. Why don't you file them under U for unsolved? Because that's stupid. That's what I did until I ran out of room. Plenty <laughs> of room in the X's. Why don't you just have an, another filing cabinet that's marked unsolved? Yeah, this yeah. is a very confusing system where we've got the solved cases with the yeah. unsolved cases. It's, it's actually, you know, like some of the solved cases are under T because she ran out of room in S for, S for solved. She is, oh. she is the worst her job. In fact, yeah, it is it is surely solved cases that should have their own special 
section, their special archive section they should go in, uh, and pretty much everything else should be ongoing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, sometimes you Because everything else is unsolved. So actually, everything in the FBI is just in U or X. <laughs> yeah. Apart from solved stuff, which has gone to the uh, gone to the archive. Oh boy, <laughs> this doesn't work, does it? No, no, not at all. <laughs> well, listen, when you're writing a fan fiction story, you don't put that much thought into it. Oh wait, this is an episode of television that was made for lots and lots of money. <laughs> oh, <sighs> never mind. It looks very nice. Yes. <sighs> yeah, it does look nice. I like the costuming. Uh, so anyway, she uh, Dorothy recognizes the name uh, Gissing and finds the file and says that he was found dead on the scene suicide and um how did gissing kill this man and she says why that's why it's in the x file nobody knows Mm. you think there'd be a little bit more talk about uh yeah because these are pretty crazy deaths i feel like i don't know you kind of hey anybody know anything about uh uh these guys that got uh mummified on the spot no oh okay then all right Carry on. Uh, then we're in the coroner's office itself. <laughs> and that's they pull out Gissing's body, and uh, yeah, which is apparently still there. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't, I guess I didn't catch how long Gissing had been dead, but apparently not long. A bit like that hospital yeah. from um, Goodbye Charlie in Millennium the other week. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. dudes just left there. <laughs> oh. Um,. So yeah, so then we have this whole scene where he's taking, uh, where we find the sutured up spider, and it's still moving, which yeah. is just disgusting. Ah, you know, I I like the effect of the spider coming out of. Oh, sorry, not liked. I thought the effect was good <laughs> of the spider coming out of the mouth, but I thought that was a really crappy effect. The spider moving yeah. in the chest cavity. It looked like he was just on a glove, and they just kind of like moved his hand around a little bit, like it's like, <laughs> or like on the end of a stick. Yeah. It's like Jim Henson's working this thing. Yes, yeah. Hi ho, I am an alien. <laughs> I'm a space spider. Oh. Yeah, it's just like they do so many things so well, like effects wise on the show. And I just thought I was I had to laugh at that part. I was like, Oh, this is so silly. What is going Clara, on? Clara, sorry, I could have sworn you were about to tell us from some, about some other kind of spider from space there. What? Slacker. Oh, you mean like uh, Pennywise Clown? Yes! <laughs> or it could yes. have been... Oh, I've got another one. Uh, at the end of the fantastic movie Lost in Space, Gary Oldman turns into a spider mutant Good, man. That's, that is thing. true. So, yeah. yeah, Pennywise and Gary Oldman should have both turned up and chewed up some scenery. There you go. Okay, uh, then we got Dale's trying to talk to Miss Skr, um, and she's not having it. Sure. <laughs> well, because Dale's at first goes to tell Miss Skr her husband's dead. Now she, he's back to say, uh, by the way, your husband's not dead. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, uh, look, I'm trying to help out. So just, if you let him know, if he sto- if your dead husband stops by, just let him know, hey, I'm on his side. Yeah. I want to help out <laughs> with the spider in his throat. Like, I know about it. Uh, <laughs> He doesn't have to be embarrassed. It's fine. I mean, and we we see like his wife is whatever was done to my husband. You're part of it. Like she does not like the government at all, which is understandable. Yeah. yeah. I actually feel really bad for for uh, Edward Skur. Yeah. I feel so horrible for him and for Mrs. Skur and for Miss. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. Uh. So yes. Yeah, so they. What happened to the Skur kids? Goes, 
What happened? What happened to the Skur kids? They were dessert yeah. kids? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, there's like three of them. <laughs> they weren't even part of my... I didn't even notice. Like, I didn't even... <laughs> yeah, in the first scene, when they first arrest him, the kids are there. Oh, yeah. okay. Yep, yep, yep. Little mini Skurs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they've been eaten long ago at this point. <laughs> throwing down kids down the bomb shelter. Uh, <laughs> I hate to say this, but you were never the favorite. Goodbye. <laughs> it's time for you to go visit your dad. They were appetizers. <laughs> wow. Sorry. I Again, I'm not very well. Um. So Con drives up, says, get in. Just get in <laughs> to Tails. Miss Gurr goes running to her husband, and yes, she's eaten. Mm. Yeah. And it's a nice yeah. touch. He's got a he's got a bomb shelter. Yeah, I do like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and the fact that he's he's saying things like he's getting worse, and um, so at some point, I feel like maybe he had semi control over it, maybe at some point, mm-hmm. and now he just completely doesn't. Mm. Um, this is why I wonder how he survives the 38 years or whatever yeah, it was yeah. like did, did he kill people like what what happened well you he definitely was killed he, one person yeah yeah but who was he who was he eating all that time yeah. who's the little space like, spider eating like i don't know i feel like you just like try to there's got to be some way to like at least try to kill the spider or something right like it it yeah, can come out of it really <laughs> like why can't you kill it i mean i i just I kind of assume, like, when Skur or Gissing or Oberman, when the spider would come out of them, like, maybe they'd pass out or something temporarily. Yeah. So I could see them not being able to kill it. But and I, think I guess then you they're just holding kill yourself. down, I don't know. If you keep inadvertently killing people... Oh, yeah. You mm. put a bullet... You just chomp a bullet. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're back at the FBI headquarters, Cone, and now Hoover is there as well. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, you've, was... you've had you've had this Hoover before in um, musings of a cigarette smoking man. Oh, we did. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I can't find his name all of a sudden, but um, he's in there. Hold on, I've got it here somewhere. I... No, I wish I had that faster. I don't. Never mind. <laughs> and and he, he um, this guy's going to show up in Millennium as well. So wasn't enjoy he... that. I think he wasn't he already in Millennium. I, no, I think he was uncredited in an episode of Millennium. Ah. Um. Because I, I just remember this guy because I remember he was in an episode of Quantum Leap. <laughs> was he? Which yeah. episode? Um, I know he was one of the people that was in the finale, I think. Oh, I in the bar. Oh, so okay. he was in another episode as well at some point. Ooh. Oh, I'm going to have to check this shit out. Uh, in the interest of complete historical accuracy, you'll be pleased to know that most of Hoover's, ra- Hoover's rant here comes from a McCarthy speech. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Well, he ranted a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I should kind of zoned out a little bit. Take someone's words and put them in someone else's mouth. Yeah. Um, the other fact I've got here, um, I've have had plenty of facts, but um, to try and get the sort of period version of the FBI correct, they hired they hired an old school FBI guy who was a member of the bureau at the time. He knew Hoover. He still called him Mister Hoover, and was basically incensed about the whole thing. And about the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, and didn't nice. think that didn't like the idea of Hoover being able to, you know, being part of this plot and things like that. Um, he later I'm sure told... Hoover did a lot worse in real life yeah, than put just... some space spiders in people's throats. Come on. Uh, there you go. <laughs> but um, but this guy still had a massive uh, boner on for the Hoover. Really? Uh, he he later claimed he later claimed he'd never seen the X Files, 
but and I quote, but if this is the type of story you're telling, I can't imagine it'd be very popular. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, old. Uh, this I like his, this Hoover speech like it goes super Dick Cheney. It's yeah. like yeah. it's like oh well hey if we have to put some spy, space spider monsters in some Americans' throats to fight off the Red Menace, well then it's completely worth it and we're justified. It's like yeah. ugh, great job. Yeah, great like, job. There can be this particular breed of alien, the space spiders, is going to show up again, or we'll never hear about it again. Never, never going to hear yeah, about it. And for like a split second, I kind of thought I'm like, are they going to, I mean, obviously we see Dales as an old man, but I was like, at this point, I'm like, were they like trying to threaten Dales? They were going to put a space spider in him. Like they kind of were just, you know, to save yourself, to demonstrate that you have the strength to serve your country. And I was like, are they, are they threatening? I mean, like, obviously they're, I guess, threatening him, but, and like, it was just <sighs> such a, I don't know. How many space spiders do you need to put into people before you realize putting space spiders into people is a bad idea? Well, how many space spiders do you have to put into people? Seriously. Once you put the first one in and it just starts eating people, I think you're like, um, this might be dangerous. Yeah, and they can't control themselves. Like, I think, like, the thought being, oh, this is a way to kill people. It's such an inefficient way to kill people, though. Yeah. Because you have to, like... You have to grab them, hold them down, and then, like, have a spider, like, crawl into them. Like, guns are so much better at killing <laughs> yeah. people than, like, having a spider come out of your mouth. They learned that. They did learn that. I mean, it's <laughs> such a dumb plot. Like, and as far as we know, I guess it's only the three guys they tried this on. Are they going to put space spider eggs in the water and then just let all of Russia eat itself or something? Oh, is that yes. what it is? Maybe. Oh. Uh, so we get Bill Mulder and Dales inside a car, and <laughs> Dales is being sent in alone to meet with Skr. <laughs> it's like, this is not a good idea. Yeah. Um, he also takes Dales' gun from him. <laughs> yeah, but, but they've also put in, like, a 1950s wire on him, and I'm not sure how that works. I'm not sure at that point there was any kind of radio transmitter small enough that a human could wear. Like without you noticing it, like a huge field phone backpack, well, perhaps. It depends on where you put it. Well, yeah. I suppose so. If you can put a spider in somebody's throat, who knows? Ah, uh, can't argue with that. Oh, jeez. Um. So basically, he says he takes his gun because they need him alive. I'm thinking, but this this guy's gonna Dale's might die. Like, it's not a good thing. Yeah. Well, we gotta protect this guy with a space spider. I guess. Though, in yeah. the end, I guess we don't, so... Yeah, All right. true. Uh, the bartender uh, heads out. He's obviously paid off and all that fun stuff. And Skr, says, Skr shows up and says, Did you come here to kill me or save me? And Dales just says, I just want to help you. <laughs> just like I told your wife. And then Skr's like, My wife is dead. And then he, the saddest line, I'm dead too inside. I was oh. like, Oh... Aww. Because he's, he's not having a good time. No, no. Because he's, no. he's turning into a Pennywise. And it's making him pull a stupid face all the time. Oh. Yeah, it is. And it's making it is making him talk a little funny. No. Uh, which I guess. No, no, no. no that, that's that's Garrett Dillahunt. He's always like that. Oh God. <laughs> my is my wife. I've, I've killed my wife now. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, that's that's a prime Dillahunt performance. He played Jesus in an ABC miniseries. I've got to see that. He's going to be a weird, weird old Jesus. <laughs> Yikes. Wow. <laughs> Not like Jeremy Sisto. 
What? There's... Jeremy Sisto's Jesus? What? I think he played Jesus once too, yeah. I'll, I'll have to find that out well for you. Wow. Okay. Uh, Skur basically tells Dales that uh, they tricked you. They sent you in here so you would die. And um, then they, uh, yeah, the thing comes out of Skur's mouth as they fight. Bill Mulder wants to exit the car. He's restrained by a companion. Is there any guesses as to who that dude is? Just a random person? Just just some guy. Unless it's, it's, it's not the same guy from earlier then. No, it's not the same kid from... I don't think so. Oh. Thought it was a different guy, but you know, you can yeah, never tell. Oh, everything's in. Could it be little deep throat? Yeah, it could be. That's what that was. What I thought. I was thinking it was either deep throat or maybe one of the original elders or something. I don't know. Or maybe it's candy hey. apple. Oh my! Do you mind? Do you mind if I go off the plot and talk about this Sisto Jesus thing quickly? Please. Yes. Right. <laughs> Jeremy Sisto is Jesus. Deborah Messing is Mary Magdalene. Wow. Oh! Jacqueline Bisset is Mary. Gary Oldman is Pontius Pilate. Yeah! <laughs> awesome. G.W. Bailey from Police Academy is Livio. <laughs> God, it just sounds amazing. Uh, I've got to link you guys to this. Who is, who is, uh, um, oh, no, don't worry. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> And um, he's got Armin Muller-Stalin, and I don't know if he's been in the X-Files or not, but he's going to be, so enjoy. Cool. Hansies. Possible spoilering. Billy Chenoweth is Jesus. <laughs> oh my Indeed. God. That is, it's just so creepy. I'm going to put that in the Facebook group. Yes, Carry on, guys. Yes, go ahead. By all means. So, um, yeah, so Dale takes his handcuffs out and um, slaps them on Skur and then puts them on the bar. He very easily defeats what? this space spider. Yeah, yeah, pretty easy. Do you think Skr would have done that to himself by now? No. Restrained himself in some way so he couldn't kill his wife? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know, I'm just saying, I think is kind of the worst. <laughs> I, I like to think that his mind was also taken, semi-taken over by the spider. Although I don't, I really don't know how he lived that long. I just don't, yeah. I don't understand that part. Um, yeah. So yes, yeah, Mulder says, uh, yeah, so we're back in the 1990s uh, <laughs> where we get another ring shot. Uh, <laughs> shots five and six in this scene. I'm hearing too much about this ring now. <laughs> um, yeah, so Mulder, of course, makes it all about his dad. This entire story he's heard about Skr and the space aliens in his... Uh, in this guy's throat, and he makes it all about his dad. Oh, I can't believe my dad did this. He let them dictate his conscience. <laughs> oh, he's been an incredibly peripheral character thus far. Yep. Until the very end, basically, which he doesn't know about yet anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and you think this is well, 1990. Which Dales, does, Dales doesn't know that either. This no. is 1990, Mulder. Yeah. Apparently before he's gotten, like, super into the X-Files. So... Yep. He's not a little more thrown off by alien space spider than my dad did something bad. Yeah, what? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's so it's on like, like Mulder. This is such yeah. a bullshit episode. Oh, Mulder. I'm gonna, say, uh, I'm gonna check whether this is after the unusual suspects and him getting doused in paranoia um, gas. Oh yeah, it might be right before that. Hmm. Uh, yeah, because what year was that? That wasn't was it the same year. Well, that's where, the, well, that's where the wedding ring yeah. comes from, you see. But um, oh, oh, sorry, my search is actually to take me to the usual suspects. Thanks, thanks, <laughs> Google. If I type unusual, I mean unusual. Damn you! <laughs> but I do enjoy the usual suspects. Okay. Hmm. Um. So yeah. So 
the death it is, of it is in fact after the events of that because that's 1989 so he's already had a good dose of uh, paranoia juice so you would think Ooh. he really have latched yeah. on to this the space fighters but no it's what? his anger for his father oh. uh, takes over so uh well, he hasn't really got heavily into the X-Files themselves yet. This might be the first one he's encountered. Yeah. And, and this point on, he starts just reading more and more. Dales is a crazy person by saying Space Spider, then. No, I think he believes it entirely. <laughs> because otherwise, like, why would he even worry about what his father's involvement was? Because it's a guy talking about Space Spiders. Yeah, your father left me to die with a Space Spider. Well, and also, at this point, up. he's... He's still got, as far as he's concerned, his memory of uh, his sister being abducted by aliens, yeah. which he doesn't talk about, but it's how he remembers it oh. as a result of his regression. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's it's an odd choice for them to make that he latches onto his daddy issues first and his alien issues yeah. second. Um, so, yeah, so Dale's... I don't... So if... <sighs> Okay, so this is when Dales finds out that the guy's Skur's been alive for 38 years. Why did he think that Mulder was coming to talk to him about this old case? He says, like, early on, he's like, he's like, uh, the guy, he says Skur was found dead, and his last words were were name, my name. Yeah. Like, um, that kind of narrows it down, like, what, what do you... Yeah, because he, because he seemed, Dale seems very shocked that it's been 38 years, um, that he's heard things through the years. I heard that he's been dead, um, uh, that he'd been kind of kept in a secret lab. He never knew what happened to him. Um, uh, but instead he was living perfectly happily under his own name yeah, in a, in a yeah. little shack where he's yeah. presumably killing dudes every so often so he could survive. Yeah. Yep. Smart. Nice ending. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 this is so ridiculous. So we get the end where Mulder says, why would anyone do that? Why would someone let the killer go? Dale says, in the hope that by letting him live, the truth of the crimes that were committed against him and the others might someday be exposed. And then we get Mulder, uh, Bill Mulder, walking and <laughs> walking away. Walking off into the sunset because this is fan fiction. <laughs> um, like, you... First of all, like, what... So they never found him again? What, what are you talking about? You know he has to eat people. He can't control that he has to eat people. And you're just giving him a car and, like, letting him yep. go? What What did you... What about that car? Did, like, you have to, like, <laughs> turn in a report? Oh, by the way, my car was stolen? I, I was like, so does he say that he got overpowered by, um, by the guy and then the car got stolen? And if so, wouldn't the guy have killed him rather than, you know, with his space spider powers? This does not add up at all. Yeah, I'm nope. not, not sure. So, uh, yeah, that was the um, episode The Travelers. Yeah, um, I did and sadly no that, little travelers. No. I did suggest earlier that when Darren McGavin signed up, they said he'd be back for a, a couple of episodes in season six. Now, it's actually a bit confusing, but I can confirm that Frederick Lane will return as young Arthur Dales. And... Ooh, okay. And Darren McGavin will return as older Arthur Dales. Those two things will occur. So are we going to... I don't... I mean, not that you're going to answer this, but, like, like, are we going to go back to the 90s again in season six for some reason? Like, okay, season five, I'm understanding all this going back in time because they really just... They need time to make the movie. 
So I feel like they're kind of using this also to their advantage to tell these older stories and not well, have Scu- not to need Scully there. They could but, do it with I mean, much older Arthur Dales because he could still be alive, you know, at the time of the current X-Files then. But if you have young Arthur Dales, then that at least suggests another flashback episode yeah. to about the 50s or thereabouts. Yeah, that, that piece doesn't shock me, I'm sure. No, but... Um, okay, so we're uh, Mulder versus Scully. <laughs> um, two people who were barely in this Scully. episode. <laughs> I think Mulder lost. <laughs> it's a yeah. it's it's a weird one trying to work out if the actor or the character won. It's like But then again well, Mulder's they, uh, apparently in an unhappy marriage. Scully's so, like in college, like getting drunk, <laughs> eating pizza. Oh, that's right. She's having a good time. But didn't we say that she gets gift boxes of um, crosses and oh, yeah. jokes <laughs> from her family? Oh, yeah. yeah. But I still oh, think it's, it's, yeah. better than, oh. it's better than hanging out Crystals with... Crystals and crosses, that's what it was. <laughs> yes. It's going to look like Buffy the Vampire Slayer's bag of stuff. <laughs> yes. yes. I still think it's better than the time Mulder's having buying coffee and hearing a story about a space fighter from an old dude and finding out that his dad was an, an either a dick or an idiot or both. <laughs> it could so. just be the old guy's fault that this story doesn't make sense. It could be. Because we've just got his version of events. Could be, but... Oh. <laughs> yeah, maybe like we're hearing about the space fighter, but Mulder didn't. I don't know. Mulder didn't even know his dad... <laughs> Was involved with no. the House of Unethical uh, Committee, whatever. No. <laughs> Which like, was... Yeah, I think he lost because of that. Like, yeah. He didn't even know. He didn't know until he's watching the MacArthur hearings. <laughs> Alright, so Scully wins. <laughs> yeah, Scully wins. Alright, that's it. And she's won the season. Alright, congratulations! Yay! <laughs> it is official. Uh, Monster Runway. Space spider. Space spiders. Sure. Or Roy Cohn. Oh. Oh. oh wow. He's a lot scarier than the space yeah, spiders. Roy to be Cone honest. The, Roy Cohn is definitely the fucking monster. Yeah. Scariness. He's, yeah. He's the ultimate monster. Terrifying. S- super scary. Yeah. Creativity. I don't. Oh, I don't ahead. know enough about uh, Mr. Cohn to um, join in with this, <laughs> but I'll, I'll I'll happily support everyone's. Um, <laughs> He was played by, uh, was he played by Pacino in uh, Angels in America? In Angels in America, yeah. 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 That's usually a bad sign. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, he was a despicable human being. Yeah, not much. creative. Not Pacino, like, Roy Cohn. <laughs> yeah. Not creative, you said, Brad? No, I would say not creative. <laughs> Sex appeal. No. 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 All right, well then. Uh, <laughs> glad we got through that quickly. Uh, next section, uh, feedback. So, we don't have that much. I have none. Oh, you don't? Well, we did get feedback, oh. Claire, so... <laughs> oh, I was like, oh. You have. You should have fries. Oh. Do you not have fries? No. No, I don't think so. Are you sure you didn't just put it in the wrong <laughs> thing? <laughs> Maybe. It's very likely. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> we have a look. <laughs> I hope nobody's hearing me do really loud coughs and sneezes, by the way. I'm trying to click my mute no, every fine. so often. No. But you may be ending up with loud uh, clicks instead. But it is preferable to the noises I'm creating otherwise. Okay, this is from Fry. <laughs> I found it. For Fry! <laughs> hey, Intro Talks. This episode is pretty good, but it's not great. I like the setting, but I don't think they went far enough with it. 
Also, why didn't the detectives search in the fallout shelter in Edward Skur's backyard? Eight out of ten spider legs. Thanks, Fry. Thanks, Fry. And then we have, uh, I could read Heidi's. Heidi says, Hey guys, I finally got caught up with you. I moved the last week of November and got behind. I'm sad I didn't get to email about the last two episodes. They were pretty great. So on to this one. I had a hard time focusing on this episode. Yeah, me too, Heidi. Mm -hmm. I felt like the information we were getting should have made it more interesting, but but my kind kept... But my kind kept drifting, I think. Mind? My kind... My God, I think yes. she meant my what, kind. What, what, all the Heidi's is what I think she meant. Who um, knows? We'll never know. It's a mystery. <laughs> she, she's on, I think, either next week mm-hmm. or no. Oh. It's going to remain a mystery. Oh, We're not allowed to ask. <laughs> I had I'm a hard time. <laughs> I had a hard time figuring out when we were seeing some of the time. Oh, if she watched on Netflix. That could be why as well. Mm. Pretty average for me, though. I wanted to like it more. Until next time, Heidi. Thanks, Heidi. Thanks, Heidi. All right, we've got a voicemail here. Hey there, Intro to X. It's Moira calling in. It's been a bit of an absence from me. Apologize for that. Um, but I'm back and just watched The Travelers. And, you know, I quite enjoyed this one. I like the 1950s uh, setting. A really cool retro feel. We didn't have a whole lot of Fox Mulder in it. That was fine with me. We have a bit more of uh, Bill Mulder's backstory keep seeing the idea that he is a man of conscience who struggles, who seems to find himself always kind of on the wrong side, but tries to do the right thing. I don't know if that's the whole story, but it's a bit of it in any case. Um, I just like the way this one was shot. I like the way it looked. Uh, And, you know, the plot itself was typical government conspiracy stuff of the X-Files, but... You know, moved along half decently and was kind of interesting. And I thought, actually, the acting was decent in this episode. So, um, I don't have a whole lot bad to say about it. It kept me watching and I thought it was well-paced. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed it as well. Uh, so, this one gets a nice, solid, um, hmm, I think actually 8 out of 10. Finally found out why they call the X-Files the (laughs) X-Files. (laughs) <laughs> it was pretty funny. All right, till next time. Bye. Thanks, Moira. So that was uh, it for feedback. <laughs> Not a lot of thoughts on this week's. So. You guys are all slackers. Slackers. They just couldn't be bothered. Yeah, really. All right, so on to ratings. Chris, what is your rating for? I'm going to reach that point where I've I've really ripped it a new one and then I give it an above average score. But (laughs) a lot of it is purely um, to do with the production. It looks great. It doesn't sound great because Mark Snow, for some reason, has chosen not to change his music at all for the setting and just doing exactly the same music. Like, we're going to hear some slightly different Mark Snow in Millennia in a second. But um, in this, he's just the same, which is a bit of a shame. He could have... uh, could have at least slightly altered what he does, but never mind. Um, yeah, the plot makes no sense. It's a bit of a shame. Frederick Lane, very good. He's very worth watching, and I, you know, I'd like to see him all the time in other stuff. And also, the other thing with this is it made me really want a fifties X Files spinoff, much more sort of straightforward one. Uh, there are some, there are some old school X Files comics, but they are completely like an original concept sadly they are not um just arthur dales or whatever 
doing his own thing. I'd love to see 50s X-Files. That's all I'm saying. Six out of ten things. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. I'm not. I'm gonna make. I'm not gonna make any effort if they won't. Hurrah! <laughs> Ooh, fun, Fred. Yeah, I just like. I. I don't. This episode was just. It was boring. Like it was. It shouldn't have been boring. Like I love the. Like we get away from Mulder and Scully. I'm fine with that. No problem whatsoever. Like you go to the 50s. Sounds great. Roy Cohn is the villain. All right. Sounds good. How did this become so fucking boring? Like, there's no excuse for it. It's like they went out of their way to make this boring. And I just, I I don't know. Like, I, uh, it, it barely makes sense. I, It is fan fiction. Like, this is the most fan fiction fucking thing I've ever seen. Like, I don't understand. Like, I, I don't understand what they were thinking at any point. Unless they're like, oh, we're busy making this movie. Uh, let's rush an episode out and not try it all. Because it's just kind of bullshit. And, like... I, I hate to say it, but I'm gonna have to go lower than the uh, than the flashback to the uh, Lone Gunman episode. Oh wow! Uh, I would rather watch that. It's still fine. Whoa! I'll go five out of ten things that are somehow worse than the Lone Gunman. <laughs> <laughs> Claire? Um, yeah, like I agree with um, Chris and Brad. That I thought the episode looked really good. They they kind of. T- the lens. I don't know exactly what they did to give it that 50s look, uh, which was really cool. I wish they'd changed the music, as Chris said. Um, it, so a, it looked good, and it had a, yeah. a good premise. Um, and, you know, set in the 50s, awesome. I liked um, Arthur Dales. I just, I, I like Frederick Lane. I just wish they had done more with it. So it was a bit disappointing, unfortunately. Um, so I'm going to give it 6 out of 10 little spiders poking out of my mouth and waving their tentacles at Tammy. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> that is horrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, I also found this boring. I found myself um, really having trouble paying attention to the episode. Like, I found myself just looking up things about the episode instead of actually watching the episode. Um, and then having to kind of like quickly read through the transcript real quick to find out like what I missed, which apparently had been nothing. So it wasn't a big deal. Um, and yeah, I thought that I do. Ki- I like when they go back uh, time jumping, like to the 50s and that kind of stuff. And when we see but I, I like when we see characters that we already know. And I think maybe that was part of the problem, mm-hmm. too, is we didn't know Dale's. And while we had Bill Mulder in them. I didn't think we really learned that much more about him at all. Um, and I thought it was weird that Mulder, like, had all of a sudden, like, didn't jump on the space alien thing at the end. <laughs> I thought that was a really weird choice. Uh, and I was okay. really kind of irritated with the whole X-Files only being because they ran out of space in the U. Um, I don't know why that irritated me so much, but it just did. And I was, but I really liked that Dorothy character. She was a lot of fun. Yes. She was adorable. So, uh, I'll give it, it was, it was fine. It was just boring. Uh, six out of 10 Mulder's daddy issues. Uh, so we got 5.75. Cool. (laughs) It's him and Scully together all the time with their daddy issues. Uh, This episode ties with Emily, by the way. What happened? This episode Ah. ties with Emily. That's because Emily was, was terrible. really bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. 
Um, so last week we had Crycheck. We had Crycheck last week. Yeah, maybe, and and I don't think that was it. I don't think that it was the placing of this episode either. I think this episode was just boring. Yeah, sorry, I I misread that. Sorry, Uh, Emily. Emily is still worse. It's four point seven five. Oh, I thought that's what you said. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Emily. Emily is worse now. Correct. All right. Okay. <laughs> I, I was freaked out because I was like, how is Emily like the same as this? Oh, no, no. And I was just reading. It's all good. It's all good. I'm just illiterate. <laughs> With numbers. <laughs> we'll practice afterward. Thank you. I need those flashcards out. <laughs> so next up is Millennium Minute. Chris, I assume you're staying for Millennium Minute? I'd love to if you'll have Yay! We will. Yay. Yay. Well, guys, this week we had the sadly not a Twin Peaks crossover episode, Owls. The discovery of the remains of the crucifixion cross threatens to divide the Millennium Group. This episode, Mm. I found it so hard to concentrate on. It was a bit like you were saying with X-Files. I was like, I just kept, my mind kept wandering. I kept being like, "Uh, what's what's going on? I just didn't find myself caring about this one it wasn't bad i just i, I just couldn't get into it there's there's so much going on in this episode yeah the, i think that's there's, yeah, yeah there is a lot going on it's like on. x-files had nothing going on and this thing this week millennium had all the things going on it was like yeah okay can can we just all agree that next episode has to have an owls versus roosters west side story dance off <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope the next so. episode is called Roosters, so we'll. Uh... Yeah. I have a description. I will agree that that should happen. <laughs> As Chris has now watched everything, uh, <laughs> um, a couple things I did enjoy. I really liked Frank going off on Peter Watts and for, for being a total creeper in his house. Uh, I enjoyed oh. that. Greatly, uh, because poor little Jordan was freaked out. As she should be. Uh, I really enjoyed the scene in the car with Frank putting Jordan in the car and Catherine saying it almost feels like we're family again. And it made me so sad that they are not. Yeah. Like, they hurt my heart, that couple. Um, I want yeah. them and need them together again in the same house forever and always. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I like the use of her name. That was good. Like, what happens to use of what? The scene. The oh. use of horse with no name song on the Oh yeah. yes. That was so yeah. I like that. I thought so that was good. good. That was that was the one bit that really stood out to me. There but, there are particular yeah. times when they will just stick and do it stick with the entire song of a thing. And usually mm-hmm. they don't play it wrong. Usually it works very well, and this is one of those examples. Yes. Absolutely. And it was extremely unpleasant. <laughs> Again, I am not a visual person. Like I, visuals mean practically nothing to me. Uh, but like Millennium always looks so much better than X Files. Millennium looks like a fucking movie, and X Files look always like looks like uh, cardboard. Like it's garbage. Like how does this show? How does it look this much different? That opening scene, man, is super super cool. They're digging up the cross. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Mark Snow does some. This is where I'm talking about Mark Snow's music being different. He he really pulls it out, trying to do something. You know, something you, you don't normally hear from him. And you get the world's quietest jackhammer. <laughs> uh, yeah. So well, that's super I'm technology really surprised. I'm really surprised he didn't do any different music for the X-Files episode this week, like you said. Because whenever it's an episode that's set in 
you know, a, a, you know, there's one in like South America. You know, we get the uh, the panpipes and xenophobia. You know, he brings yeah. them out. So you would have thought that he would have done something since it's set in the 50s, almost. You know, the entire it, episode. It's harder to do because you'd have to sort of hire the, hire an orchestra and things like that, and put some more put more effort into it. Seriously, doing ethnic bells and flutes with a with a 90s workstation is really easy it's a real piece of piss <laughs> but um the problem is the x-files now has at the moment has kind of two modes which is like portentous or wacky and he's he's doing yeah. music that's either one of those two things it's either like strings and piano or you know almost farty noises and yet here with uh, Millennium, you've got this sort of action opener, and he does some, he does some sort of Mission Impossible action music, yeah. and it's really good. Well, and even though Millennium and X Files take place at the same time, I always feel like Millennium is more. I don't know, like they they have uh, music wise, at least they seem more modern. Mm-hmm. It Millennium, like it is hard for me to believe it's happening at the same time because this. This I feel like this show could be put on the air right now as is. Yeah. And it would hold up. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um let's see what Can else? we talk about Catherine's working for Nazis? Yes. <laughs> so Yeah. Oh, but do you rec- what's happening? Do you uh, recognize Miss do you recognize Miss Nazi herself? Well, okay, well I didn't I recognized seeing her before Chris in an episode of X Files, but she yep. also—it's because we've talked about her more, and she is in uh, quite a few uh, pornographic videos. Correct. What? She's yes. she's credited as Kim Patton, but this is our friend Ashlyn Gear. You may recall her as the star of Talians Three. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. she's she's Whoa. in she's in Blood, and she's basically got two careers. She's got a pornographic hardcore pornographic career. And she's got her more mainstream career when she appears in Morgan and Wong things. Yeah. <laughs> so she's in a Morgan and Wong episode of the X-Files. She's in this. She's in Space Above and Beyond. She's in The One, uh, at she least. Also has, she also has wow. a third career, which is auditioning for Morgan and Wong at, <laughs> on their couch. <laughs> hmm. I wonder what Kristen yeah. Cloak made of this. Hmm. <laughs> no, yeah, you'll know there's no scenes with them together. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> From the, we also like, in this episode got a we've got a little yeah, appearance of um we got a little appearance of uh, Benny the Vampire from Supernatural who was in the the um Kitsunagari episode of X Files so he's been in both now as well nice um yeah and I just thought I thought her character though the the Nazi uh, lady was she was intense from the first second she was on i was like what is the story with aerotech because something is going on yeah and i think um, if you're a secret nazi you probably shouldn't wear those lightning flash cufflinks they're a bit of a giveaway <laughs> yeah <laughs> the lightning bolts. um if we could just talk about ashlyn gear for another second um uh you know only two years after this she filmed cock smokers 12 <laughs> Oh, wow. yeah. It's the, the best one. filmed all the things. <laughs> Stripper Wives, Sorority, Sex Kittens 3. I'm sure we said all these the last time, but I've forgotten how hilarious some of she's these in, titles are. She's in Get It In Gear. What about <laughs> Extreme Sex 4, The Experiment? Yeah, really. Which should have been called The Sex wow. Experiment. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Yes. Um, so, I guess... Oh, and I also like that Peter uh, kicks Laura Means out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> At the yeah, end. Yeah, I love that. That was great. <laughs> it's like, get I mean, out, Christine. He, 
Like, I think if it wasn't on TV, I think his line would have been, get the fuck out. Like, that's basically, like, the look on his face. I was like, oh. I love, because, okay, so, uh, if you haven't watched the episode, basically we find out that there's different factions of the Millennium Group. There's the Owls and the Roosters. Late Um, in in season two, we find out Millennium is actually split up in two factions. The Roosters are like, hey guys, uh, the Millennium's coming. It's a big super Jizo thing. It's, like, all religious and prophecy. And the Owls are like, um, guys, calm down. (laughs) Um, we're we're told, and I don't really buy it, that it's more of a secular thing. They don't believe there's going to be a big millennium event. You guys are just you guys are just roosters, like crowing at the sky. You need to calm down because it's still the dead of night. We're owls. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, I don't. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of twists and turns and backstabbing going on. But like, mm. I still don't buy. It. Like, why would they? Why would these guys care about getting the Jizo wood? Um, yeah, I think that's <laughs> thing. Well, I thought it was, and this is what the roosters thought. The roosters thought, oh, the owls are just taking it because we really want it. Or so, I don't yeah. know. It was, and that was the only reason the owls wanted it was because the because, roosters wanted it. <laughs> because you'd think if you're the owls, all you got to do is just wait until there's not a big crazy Jizo thing at the millennium. Yeah. And then you're like, see, now we're in charge. You roosters shut the fuck up already. Like I just thought crazy yeah, just wait 700 days. Johnson was pretending to be a rooster, but really he was an owl. And so <laughs> he goes and talks to Laura, which is why it's written in his book or whatever that he, mm. <laughs> in big writing, met with Laura in the library. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. And, uh, then I I do like that at after he dies I in the coroner's office like both the roosters and the owls show up and they're like oh well we're we're gonna stick around if you're here when you're an owl you're an owl all the way <laughs> exactly I just feel but and like I I know this will definitely be cleared up but I'm like so if, if he is a rooster pretending. To be an owl. So I'm rewriting would... most of West Side Story favoring owls or roosters in my head right now. Is... Rooster, Why... I've fallen in love with a rooster. <laughs> Why exactly would they put the Jizo wood in his car? I don't know. Like, I didn't know uh, if it was a setup or I, some yeah, sort. I just don't understand the setup. I approve of the phrase Jizo wood. I guess. Yes. <laughs> That's what it when is. I f- it's when I first saw this, I wasn't really sure what I was thinking about what season two was doing. And the fact they had your actual, what seems to be your genuine cross of the crucifixion in yeah. the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was crazy, but, but it makes sense the, for the show. The, yeah. more I, the more I think about it, like while, while I don't live my life in such a way that I think all of this stuff was literally true, I'm perfectly happy for the Millennium Universe to be yeah. that oh, yeah, world, the world where that stuff actually happened, and so the, there yeah. are these things yeah. laying about, and so there's potential for weird well, they've shit. They've already in said it about Noah's Ark. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I love we get the backstory about Richard the Lionhearted, as usual, like fucking everything up, <laughs> and Salad and kicking his ass and looking like a badass as always, because that's how it happened. Because <laughs> um, Richard the Lionheart is the fucking worst. <laughs> we, we, we know. But, uh, yeah, I, I also yeah. like that. Um, Unfortunately, some of us don't know that. <laughs> and, um, those people yeah. are well, well worth avoiding. 
I mean, just for just for the shitty poll on his little brother, because like John Lackland <laughs> is the man. He's the most pathetic man in history. His brother took all the his brother took all the lands. There was a huge war. He almost got nothing. Like he lost the crown jewels when the when the tide came in too early. And what is he remembered for? Being the villain in Robin Hood. It's not even real. <laughs> like poor little John. <laughs> I love. No wonder. No wonder he wanted his mummy. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, I he did... didn't even get to appear in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. No, Alan Rickman stole thunder. Alan Rickman oh. invented the twenty-four hour clock during that episode. <laughs> 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 anyway, sorry. Um, so I did like that because you know Jesus and the crucifixion and all this stuff is real in the millennium. That like when the guy does find the piece of the wood. Like he cannot be taken down. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, that yeah. scene is so good. Except Magic that powers. bomb. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> that's. I that's mean, a really good scene, man. I love like that. Just holding it at the time either. Where was telling, so maybe I don't know. So, but, but the wood made it through. But they say oh. the story, and okay, you can say that this part was fictional. It's hard to tell. Which, <laughs> what they're talking about, how when they carried the wood into battle, they never lost the battle. But apparently, um, it only protects the person holding it at exactly. the time. So, um, I also like the line in the coroner's office. Peter says, "The future of the future." And I thought, Eesh. oh, because the X-Files movie is called Fight the Future. And I'm like, what is going... There's a lot of futures in this. Oh, and how about the world? unnecessary fucking baby boomer JFK mention? Like, they had to throw it in. Oh, you realize yeah. this is the same room where JFK yeah. was pronounced dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fucking baby boomers. I'm loving this episode. And then you do that. And I have to pause it for a second. <laughs> God. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. Uh, I... I like the scene with Catherine and the Nazi lady where they're all, she's trying to really just like, they're trying to out bluff each other. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, this is your husband. Well, that's nice. Oh, that's your daughter. Oh, you guys should come over. And Catherine's like, Oh yeah, maybe we should. Oh yeah. My husband would just get along great with Frank. Oh, I'm sure he would. All right, let's go ahead and plan that then. We'll just go ahead and start planning that right now. Like, this oh. is very similar. This is very similar dialogue to that Ashlyn Gear gets in her other films. <laughs> you know they cut away a split second before they all fucked. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> also, her name is Clear Knight, which I'm yes. sure is also a name yeah. in one of her other films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I read that and I was like, "Am I reading that? Is that oh. really Clear Knight? Clear Knight? So cute. Nice. I think in the, the yeah. they just keep calling her Miss Knight. Yeah. Nice. Well, considering they've got a character called Lara, who some people keep calling Laura, and they don't seem to have a problem with that whatsoever, yeah. then I think they'll call whatever they want people, whatever yeah, they feel like. We decided a long time ago, X Files and Millennium, they have strange spellings of what they decide to call people, and I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. Mm. So, so clear might be uh, pronounced as Claire. You don't know. <laughs> But an American player. Yeah, might be Claire. Uh, so might Claire, be what's up uh, next week on Millennium? Well, guys, next week is the musical episode of Millennium, known as Rooster. <laughs> it's basically Chicken Run. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As the as the schism between the two warring Millennium group group factions deepens, Frank discovers the existence of yet another player in the power struggle. And that power, that uh, that player is Ross Tamblin. Uh, <laughs> I think it might be uh, uh, so. Clear Knight, uh, played by Ashlyn Gear, uh, famed for her role in Total Reball. 
Oh, you I got know. all the way down there. The you got all the way down to Total Reball, did you? <laughs> oh. I got the <laughs> tiles. Uh, so who do we think this other player will be? Dolphins. Mm. It won't be that old man we keep seeing in this oh, episode? Oh, yeah. The old man from the dog oh, episode? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Who has yeah, yeah. Because the old man I, from Children I, of the Corn. Because I did think it was it was excellent, though, that... Peter Watts right away was like, "Uh, we need to get get uh Frank and and Laura part of Millennium now. Like, we can't keep uh, this whole thing where they're just consultants anymore. I love it. Like, it is ramping yeah. up. Yeah, I so. feel like we're we're ramping up to a Millennium movie more than an X Files movie. <laughs> <laughs> I have, at this point, I have no idea what's going to happen in the X Files movie. I don't know what we're ramping up to. I mean, I. Yeah, well, all I know is we're going to fight you're the gonna, future. You're going to fight the future, exactly. <laughs> oh, come on, it's, future. It's all there in the title. <laughs> David Duchovny, like, uh, beating an iPad. <laughs> exactly. Space. <laughs> you. Your touch interface. I'll fight you. So uh, yeah. next week we Ooh. have on X-Files Mind's Eye. Predictions. <laughs> I don't even know which one that is. I'm I'm going to I'm going to check it out. <laughs> oh, I'm terrified. Someone um oh, someone can two people are just because I watched uh, the film in your eyes the Joss Whedon film which oh, was yeah. very oh. good by the way. I'm going to predict two people are telepathically linked uh across the country and encourage each other to go on murder sprees. Oh, and can investigate. Mm. There you go. All right. All right. What happens in, in your eyes, by the way? There are no murder sprees in, in your eyes. Uh, mine's eye. So someone is going to be psychically connected to somebody else, maybe, or at least say that they're connected. Probably to Scully, since we basically had a Mulder episode this week. Somebody's blind and is seeing through somebody's eyes psychically and using that in their killer. <laughs> Wasn't that movie with Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> Isn't this Blink with Madeline Stowe? <laughs> That was Blink, and it was also the the Jessica Alba one. I remember. Yeah, I the eye. A lot of movies. I, I like so. that. Our eye yeah, yeah. tend to just be other movies. <laughs> that sounds similar. And then Mulder and Scully is there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's about half right half of the time. I mean, come on. Uh, Chris, where can we find oh, you on the internet? Right. Um, well, there's been another episode of Doctor Who, so at some point you'll get us talking <laughs> about the Christmas special on Doctor Who, the 11th Hour Podcast, ehpodcast.com. Um, I, it, it was all right. I, never mind. I don't want to give my opinion too much. Um, the, the other host of that and I do a thing called Joe and Chris Do a Thing. He's called Joe. I'm called Chris, and in it we do various things. That's jcdothing.blogspot.com. And also, I do a press gang intro cast with Illyrio now called The Last Word. Um, believe it or not, we haven't stalled. There are two episodes of that that have been recorded and have not wow. yet been uh, have not yet been edited because I feel really ill. Um, but um, I'm feeling much better now, and I'll get on those and we'll bring those out. And that is uh, LastWordPodcast.com. Uh, all the info is there. Nice. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Chris, for uh, joining. Thank you. And I, I'm going to have some Bovril or something now and try to sort my voice out. <laughs> Anything else on uh, Travelers or Owls? Little Traveling Owls. <laughs> Little Traveling Owls. <laughs> I felt Aww. bad that I couldn't... I felt bad that I wasn't allowed to send in Millennium feedback for um, the Mikado because I really like it and I think Rodek is really good in it. 
Did you want to? I was going to say, was there anything you wanted to say? About it was similar as um, right near the start when Rodeka showed up and was like, oh God, it's this, you know, this guy. And I was like that. But he he's entirely justified for the appearance in the Mikado where you need yes. a, you need uh, a new pair of eyes to see that world. Like you need a person to see it through because otherwise it's just Peter and uh, Frank who are used to seeing nasty shit all the time. You need to have him to be freaked mm-hmm. out for it to work and it does work and it's great. Done. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> um, I also, well, yeah, I, I enjoyed him in that episode. Well. <laughs> all. all right. So if that's all, then we're out, guys. Till next week. Outski. Have fun. Bye. Bye. Happy New Year. All of our episodes are available to download or stream at our website, introtox.com, or via iTunes and Downcast. You can email us at mail at introtox.com. Please put the episode title in the subject line and keep voice messages under two minutes or else. Join our spoiler-free Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash introtox. You can find me on Twitter at Tammy Yip or at yippodcast.com, I'llwatchthatmovie.com, and dvmpe.com. Search for Walking Dead Podcast. I'm on Twitter at B-R-A-D-C-U-P-P-L-E-S and on the Ramjack Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at MayaFire and on Etsy.com at MayaFireprint.
Hello. Hey. I also I'm Merry Christmas, Chris. Yes. <laughs> and, a, and a happy new Claire. <laughs> that works. Tis the season to be Tammy. Tammy. <laughs> wow. Brad, 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 Brad. <laughs> <laughs>